0: Welcome in. This is your live chat for this week's Houston Open. I'm Rick Amon, uh, and this is kind of a fun little one. I mean, they're all kind of fun, right? But we've got Houston Open brought to you by Jock Market. We'll Talk about that. The, the the cash market has been posted. They were a little late on posting the cash market. It has been posted. We'll talk more about that in just a second. And also, I have a um, what I'm describing as a small to medium-sized announcement that will come about halfway through the show. Some of you will really care, some of you won't care at all, but decide how important it is to you. I'll be sharing that here in a little bit. But the next hour is yours, and the opportunity that presents itself is in the form of question and answer. So any questions, concerns, comments, throw them in the chat. I'll try to go through as many as possible with data and information. And we'll see what happens. Hank Hill, welcome to the chat. Says, any sub 7.5K guys that have grown on you, I'm struggling to find many I like in this range. And I tend to agree with you, Mr. Hill. Uh, However, let's see if we can find some. This is my website, rickrungood.com. This is the cheat sheet, sub 7.5. Okay, well, at the very tippy top of this range is, is Chad Ramey, who I find... Again, to be a small sample size guy that we're gonna learn a lot more about. But in general, in his very short PGA tour career this season, he has been a good ball striker, a couple top 20s in a row, a couple cuts in a row, doing decent things. I certainly wouldn't mind that. Um, if you start to run models around long, slightly more difficult par 70s. Sebastian Munoz tends to pop up on a lot of those, um, and we know he's contended at bigger events. Uh, He is much more volatile than a lot of his peers, but maybe that is what you're looking into. I'd also argue uh, Taylor Pendrith is probably worth going back to. Uh, probably should have won in Bermuda, had a three shot lead going into Sunday that evaporates about 60% of the time on the PGA tour. So you can't really blame him for that, especially with it being really the first time he was in contention. I'm not all that worried about it. Um, and then, you know, the hangover that is the missed cut at Mayakoba the week after now time to reset long hitter. I think he needs to hit his irons a little bit better, but generally has putted well in his career. So. I wouldn't mind going back to Pendred. Those are probably three that I would circle for you. And uh, good luck this week. Big, bigger, ooh, big. Oh, maybe it's big. R Colts fan or bigger Colts fan? Four nine seven. Hey Rick, longtime fan of yours. Thank you. How do you feel about Tyler Duncan and Doc Redman? Which would you prefer in a GPP? Well, before I dive into their numbers, um, oh, look at this. Look at look at this golfer profile. Look at this default. El Victor, Victor. Gets the job done, gets the default. You love to see it. Um, before I dive into these guys, right off the bat, I'm assuming the answer here is Doc. Um, Tyler Duncan is kind of what we liked from the previous weeks, which was play on some courses that don't necessarily require distance. Uh, play on some courses where you can kind of lean into your strengths of accuracy. While accuracy is going to be important this week, this is a very, very long par 70 in fact there is only there's only one other longer par 70 on tour last season and it was um, uh, wingsfoot jeez I completely blanked on on the name it was wingsfoot um, which in general has been better for doc doc when, when doc is at his best and he has not been at his best recently when he's at his best it is narrow driving courses that have penal rough that allows him to kind of ball strike it. That's when he's at his best. We haven't seen it in a while. We're starting to see a little bit of glimpses for it, but I I just think if you have to choose between these two, it's doc Bermuda is his best surface. He's not a good putter on, 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 on on most surfaces, but this is his best. Um, I think the answer has to be doc here is there anything you want to change in the custom model you ran earlier this week? And then uh, you list out what I ran earlier this week. So I'm not quite prepared to rerun this yet. I, let me get a little bit deeper into this. I'll circle back on this question. Hey, Rick, Cam Davis popped up a few times in my models thought thoughts on him and Hatton versus Gooch matchup. Ooh, I mean, l- listen, Gooch is, Gooch is tough, right? Gooch has been arguably the best player of this new season four events four top 11s was in the final group with Vic last week. Uh, there, there's really a lot of, a lot of things that are positive for Gooch. So that's going to be a tough thing for me. Um, Cam Davis, there is a couple of good signs that we're getting from Cam Davis right now. So look back before his victory at the rocket mortgage. What was he best at driving the golf ball? Uh, what did we say? Get him to a course that is, um, wide open, not penal off the tee, let him bomb and gouge it. That's what he does at Detroit Golf Club. He wins the golf tournament. Now, after that, and even kind of the a couple of events before that, kind of lost the driver a little bit, right? For for that being his strength, he was losing strokes off the tee. Now at Shriners, now at Summit Club. He goes back to back weeks, gaining at least a stroke and a half off the tee. This is starting to be a good sign. Very much concerned about the approach play a little bit concerned around the green, because if you miss the fairway here, um, and I have this stat, I believe. Hold on, let me see if I can find this. Um, Actually, I know exactly where it's at. It's in the Run Good Rundown. If you have not subscribed to this, this is a newsletter I send out every Tuesday with just like little weird stats, trends, nuggets, whatever. If you haven't subscribed to this, what are you doing with yourself? The link is in the description, but I have a little nugget in here. Let Let me get the numbers right. Yeah, so it is... Let me see if I can find this. Yes. Okay. 50. You are going to miss. No, sorry. Competitors last year only hit 54.6% of fairways. uh, The 10th lowest rate on tour. There's also another nugget. I'm not sure if it's in here or not. That when you're playing out of the rough at Memorial Park, you are missing the green a ton. Um, Which, for Cam Davis, concerns me. If he's going to play out of the rough, which he normally does, this is a place where rough is very penal. He's not a good putter on Bermuda. In fact, that's his—it's his worst putting surface. I, I would prefer to to save to save Camp. Oliver says, "Thanks for everything, Rick." No, thank you, Oliver. I've been hearing a lot of course comp to Honda. Do you agree? Ooh, um, I guess the comp would just be because uh, par difficult, par seventy with Bermuda grass. That's probably the reason for the comp for PGA national. And I guess I understand that part of it, but Florida golf and Texas golf are very different. Um, PGA national specifically with, with water lurking all over the place. There's kind of a lot of big, big numbers out there. I, I kind of get it. I'm not going to, um, you know, hang my hat on that. The The most statistically similar golf courses, and again, we only have one year's worth of data from Memorial Park, are Country Club of Jackson, Detroit Golf Club, believe it or not, but I think that's a little bit noisy, and then Beth Page, which makes a lot more sense. Denver Timmy says, my book is offering three chances to win, uh, plus 600 on Finau, Kepka, Scheffler, or, or Burns, Wolf, Reed, or Smith, Scott, Leishman. I think those other two are or maybe the last one is plus 700. Um these in general are some of the worst bets that you can make, right? Like these like souped up like double chances or triple chances are usually if you do the math depending on what your book is offering, you you in a lot of instances would be better off uh betting these three individually than betting them together unless it's like some type of boosted number, but these are usually some of the worst bets that you can make from a value standpoint. Um so I, you would have to take the implied odds uh or the odds for at your book, each one of these three guys, uh, and then see if that's worth the six to one or seven to one. If you're just asking me which one of these groups is more likely to win, probably, uh, Burns, Wolf, Reed. Cause you get Burns. Who's I think is a winner. Reed's definitely a winner. Wolf in these long par seventies is, um, yeah, that's a great spot there. I'm I, I'd, I'd probably go with that group. Andy says, Hey Rick, thoughts on going with, a build that has two players over 10 K. Interesting. So let's see. you'd probably have to go fairly low down the board here. I actually probably prefer the $6,000 range over the $7,000 range. So if you wanted to go and try to get like, I mean, Paul Barjan in your lineup, who's the min price or give Brandon Hagee another crack or give Sam Ryder another crack. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that. I would have to see how the rest of that lineup plays out, Andy, but in general this week with the love in the six K range and not being super stoked about the seven K range, I think it'd be fine. Hey Rick, thanks for the awesome content. What DraftKings contest do you play in? Is it the same strategy each week for you as far as what contests you enter? Um, So I've, uh, I'm adamant about really only playing things that I can max enter, whether that is single entries, three max, five max, 20 max, whatever. I'm not going to put myself at a significant disadvantage uh, right out of the gate by not, um, uh, by not max entering. And even if that means single entry, which is a lot of what I play in. And the strategy changes, especially for single entry, because your chalkier guys are often um, much more uh, chalky in those types of situations. So that is something that you need to consider. I tend to kind of fade the chalk a little bit more just because if somebody's 26% owned in the flop shot, he's like 35% owned in a single entry. And then the higher in buy-in that you go or the longer that you wait. So sometimes when they release like the hundred dollar long shot, and then um, if you wait uh, for them to post the, the second long shot, sometimes that is a flatter payout. Sometimes that is one where the min uh, the min payout is two times your buy in. Those are all the things that I'm looking for um, when it comes to lineup constru- or contest selection. Mitchell says he's already hit the like button. Woo, mama, thank you, uh, Rick. With Gooch coming in higher owned and high finished last year, seems like a trap. Does he tend to hit value when priced higher? Uh, so let's take a look here. So we can just pull up Gooch on. The Holy Grail. We can pull up his tournament data. We can run this back and see what's going on. Um, So Gooch last week was 9,000, which is the third most expensive he's ever been. Is that right? Yeah. Third most expensive he's ever been. Hit 11 times value. Gained 42 DraftKings points on the field. So I think we would argue that that was a success. Um, He was 9,900 at the Zurich. Now that's a team event. So we might want to throw that one out. He was 9,300 at the 2021 Honda. I don't remember that, but he was. um, Gained points on the field, but finished 46th and got you about six times value. So that's not great. And that's really it. Really small sample size. If we sort by salary, it's a mixed bag. We don't have a lot of examples of him being over 9,000. In fact, he has never been between 81 and 8,900, which is kind of a big gap that we're we're missing. But the three most expensive times that he's been and the four out of the five most expensive times, uh, he has gained you strokes on the field. Now, that's not always a perfect example, but um, there you have the data. Thoughts on Keith Mitchell. Yeah. So I actually don't mind Keith Mitchell here. So AJ says he shows up on courses over 7,400 yards, difficult scoring Bermuda greens and strokes gained. Um, Yeah. So let's, let's, we can do something similar to that. So I'll go to the Holy grail here. I'll go to tournaments. Um, I like Keith Mitchell played really well at summit club um, for the first couple of rounds. Let's go to par seventies that are long. So over, let's say over 7,200 yards for a par 70 let's see if we can find keith mitchell on this list i think he shows up pretty early doesn't he keith killer keith am i confused uh not really here he is 0. 0.31 strokes gained per round um missed the cut to charles schwab yeah it's kind of i mean it's a mixed bag he's missed two cuts out of ten he's made eight cuts out of ten in similar type situations a couple of pga Championships couple of Byron Nelsons. Uh, let's look at his Bermuda stuff. So let's go to his golfer profile here. When he's on, he's a very good driver. Bermuda's like his second best surface. Yeah, this is what I want to see, right? So last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight measured starts. He's gained strokes off the tee. A little bit better on approach recently. Putter just like absolutely insane in both directions, which is actually a good thing. So yeah, I, I do not mind uh, Keith Mitchell at all. Who are your favorite key stat players in the 69 to $6,500 range? Well, let's go see 69 to 65. So we're talking Aaron Rye down to like Sneds, Lashley, Neesmith, those guys. Part of me Wants to consider Henrik Stenson. Um, I'm not super thrilled about it. He's played better on the, I guess I should get used to calling it the DP World Tour, the European Tour. Recently missed the cut at Mayakoba, but played well for, I believe, one of those rounds. I would argue, I would argue if you want to talk about key stats, which is probably driving and length, like Luke List might be the best guy, uh, which is a little bit scary. I, I do not particularly like this, this range at all. Jeffrey says, hey, Rick, uh, all you do is pick winners lately. Ooh, mama, sometimes. I'm confused about lineups already set due to the morning rain tomorrow. One reason to bring it up is that rain has cost me thousands two weeks in a row. Any thoughts? Um, So here's the the real answer is no one's going to (laughs) know. Because if it rains, that changes the math or it changes the path a little bit. Um, because if it rains, they're probably playing lift clean in place. If they're playing lift clean in place, uh, playing out of the fairway is even more important. However, if it's soft, it's, you are more likely to hit the fairway because a lot of guys miss fairways where they landed in the fairway and it rolls into the rough. But if it's soft, that generally doesn't always happen. Um, so that's part one. Part two is if they, uh, get delayed, now the whole thing is thrown out of whack right? So really your, your only true, um, objective or subjective objective defense is that you just stack morning and you stack afternoon waves and you might be wildly wrong on one of those, but on the other one, at least you would be generally correct if there is a big difference. Cause I think that's what you're getting at. Um, when there's a huge wave differential, Uh, you're kind of drawing dead in some scenarios. If you're, if you're not stacking waves real quick before I forget, um, jock market, baby. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the ones, uh, sponsoring this show, but I hate to even say that because they're very much a, a partner that I've been working with for geez, over a year at this point. And I know you guys know that I don't really do any other partnerships. Uh, This is kind of the big one here because it's something that I believe in. And this is Stock Market DFS. This is your opportunity to buy and sell shares of golfers uh, during the event. You can also short them now. There is also um, an IPO phase that is open uh, right now until about 9 p.m Eastern time tonight where you can bid on golfers so you'll bid on golfers and if you're uh, the high bidder you will get uh, shares allocated to you and then you can kind of go to you can go to my website and you can see the data here so uh, here was last week at Mayacoba Victor uh, last Wednesday sold for eight dollars and90 cents a share if you held on to him the entire length of the tournament he got the full payout which is 25 dollars a share so you made 16 dollars a share. Carlos Ortiz was four dollars and seventy five cents. Matthew Wolf, a couple of notables here, five dollars and sixty cents. And then I've also added this um, this golfer profile tool. So who did I tweet about today? I tweeted about uh, oh, Gooch. So you can go to Gooch's profile here, and you can look at the run that Gooch has been on. Ten of his last twelve cash markets, he's made you a profit. And some of these, you know, he finishes like thirtieth or whatever, right? But he just has to out outperform whatever his IPO price is. So, um, really cool, dynamic, different way to play fantasy. Um, you can click this button here or you can use code Rick to sign up. That'll get you a $50 deposit bonus. And you can join Joe and myself tonight for the power hour. That's 8, 15 PM Eastern time on the Rick run good YouTube channel. Before I jump in, um, ooh, Kevin with a super chat. Uh, Kevin's always very generous. So thank you, Kevin. Uh, any thoughts on targets betting wise or DFS for this week's Dubai championship? Unfortunately, uh, not yet. Uh, it's on my list to dive into a little bit later here today. I wish I had a better answer for you for the super chat. What I'll do, Kevin, is I will, um, I'll try to tweet some stuff out. There is a, there's a cheat sheet on, I mean, I guess I could pull it up right now. There's a cheat sheet here. Let me see if I have this handy um, on rickrungood.com. We can kind of look at this field a little bit. Yeah, here we go. So, I mean, this is like my, my, my first take, we only have one year of history for this event. Um, obviously they're going to play in Dubai two weeks in a row because there's that, the, the DP, the world championship or the tour championship, um, is next week. I'm generally pretty partial to Minwoo Lee. And I like that Tommy Fleetwood is here that burned Viesberger is playing because Minwoo kind of gets knocked down a little bit, but he's just been He's been a killer um, and his game is so solid. I, I just, I just love everything about mewoo. Uh, further down the board, maybe like some longer shot guys. Let's see who's here. Um, so James Morrison is a little bit more boom or bust, but uh, the boom is usually pretty good. He had a top 20 here last year. I wouldn't mind that at all. I can try to tweet some more stuff out, but I appreciate your, your super chat uh, in a big way. Let me find my spot here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sid says, uh, having a big outright on Brooks, now just looking to sprinkle some high upside long shots in. What do you think about Grace at 80 to 1? Man, um is is Grace the guy here? Is is Grace the guy? Like I listen, it's 80 to one, you can make an argument for, for almost anybody. Uh the good news is Grace is generally pretty good on Bermuda. This is my concern. It's the driver. It's the ball striking. We saw a couple of good weeks, um, kind of around his win, and then after that, and he's kind of been a little bit less uh, solid with the with the approach play. His off the tee game has always been a little bit suspect. The putter has a lot of question marks. I I just have a lot of question marks. Uh, Eighty to one, you can make the case for literally anybody. I'm I would not make the case for 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 Brandon Grace, but good luck if you do. Rick, hope you're doing well. Last man in a big GPP, Lipsky, Svensson, or Whaley? Oh, boy. Svensson, probably. Don't love any of them, but Svensson, probably. I know every week is Seamus Power Week, but is this Seamus power week? Uh, Zach, you've answered your own question. My friend, of course it is every week is Seamus power week. Um, no, but, but, but realistically let's look at what he does. Well, uh, very good putter on all surfaces. Bermuda is, is his second, is his second best. Uh, what are we seeing constantly inside the top 20 constantly go back to Puerto Rico and I'll just count as PGA tour events. Top 25, one, uh, Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like that's like 10 of 13 PGA tour events because his floor is so high because he's a great ball striker. Because he can gain four, five, and six strokes on approach. Because he can gain three, four, and five with the putter. Um, it, it's just, it's really hard to see a lot of scenarios where he does not continue to play like this and doesn't continue to finish inside the top 25. And if everything comes together like it did at Barbasol, he wins the golf tournament. That's, that's kind of how this works. Charlie says, love you, Rick. Love you too, Charlie. Uh, Putnam, deep dive, please. Oh, Andrew Putnam is not a name that we've talked about in quite some time, is it? My goodness. Uh, Good news about Putnam is that he beat Putnam. Nothing, nothing, nobody? Okay. Um, Very good putter across all surfaces. No, No question about that. Bermuda is no different. What do I see when I look at his profile? I see a lot of concerns with the driver. Consistent loser off the tee. This is a good sign. A good sign on approach is some weeks he'll lose two, some weeks he'll gain six. Then he'll lose one. Then he'll gain five. That's actually a very when you're this low for Putnam in the betting board or on the DFS uh, pricing sheet, that's a good sign. Around the green play, he's just a small negative nearly every single week, so I'm not really too concerned about that. I guess I'd like this better than like Brandon Grace. I'm not particularly stoked about it, but yeah, it's it's whatever, right? You just you're trying to catch you're trying to catch one of these plus six weeks with the with the approach play. You know, give, give me, give us plus six on approach plus four with the putter. And we'll just take whatever the rest happens from there. Uh, Jay Z welcome says killer Rick, just picking apart these betting boards lately. How do you feel about a sprinkle on my bro? Gary Woodland. Ah, Jay, I wish I could, I wish I had a better answer for you. I'm not particularly a Gary Woodland guy at the moment. Um, this goes back, it goes back a while. Um, but I, I will give him you know credit where credit is due. When, when Gary had that, it was a hip injury, right? And uh, he just lost the ball striking. He was gone. It was just a completely different version of Gary Woodland. We're starting to see weeks of that get better. But look at it. Look at since, like, Rocket Mortgage. He's gained maybe a total of three, four maybe on approach over, like, five or six measured events. That's not all that exciting. I love to see the driver at Summit Club. Um, maybe if he can play out of the fairway, uh, this week, he'd be good, but I'm generally not very bullish on Gary Woodland. Going to continue to track him. Hasn't burned us for a while. It'll be fine. Drew says, Rick, do you like Brookis Kepka this week? Uh, more than most weeks, right? So most weeks recently, I've been like a four. Uh, this week, I'm like a 5.5 out of 10. What if it was like out of 12 or some random number out of, you know, like, like I'm just kind of lukewarm. I think that there's a couple of things he has going for him. You're going to hear everybody be like, oh man, you know, he's 30 to one. You got to bet the guy when he's 30 to one, it's like, all right, you know, whatever. But this is what I actually like about Brooks. Um, So I still have this sorted by long par 70s. 7,200 yards or longer, par 70. And look who's the number one guy. It's Brooks Kepka. 83 rounds. He's gaining 1.7 strokes per round. The argument is a lot of these are major championships, and he gets up for major championships. But you can sprinkle in, you know, Byron Nelson in here. You can sprinkle in a Fort Worth Invitational, a, a Charles Schwab, a WGC. These aren't all necessarily major championships, but this is – a better spot for Brooks, especially if the rough is going to be penal than most places when 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 scoring is hard, um that narrows the number of golfers who can win the tournament. Uh, that's how this works. So when scoring is easy, you go to Bermuda, you go where like anybody can win, right? All these guys can make birdies. Uh, the skill set is making uh good pars. That's where a lot of skill comes into play. Uh, I'll wait five more minutes and I'll make my little medium, small medium announcement. Hey, Rick, thanks for the great content. Thank you, William, uh, for consuming said content. Um, is this a good week for picking three players in the nine K range? Yeah. So this is something that I, I might've mentioned. I might've, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the DFS preview or not on Monday. I might have, um, I love Sam Burns. I love Sung J.M., but there, there is a really strong case for living in the nine thousands and starting there. Now that case got smaller as Carlos Ortiz withdrew from this event. So you took one guy that uh, I think everybody was going to be pretty high on, myself included, and, he, and he's and he's out of the event. So, but you still have Neiman, Gooch, Wise, Kepka. Um, I'm probably warming on Adam Scott more than I should be, but like that's a pretty solid range right there. So there's a there's a case uh, to be made that just bet outright Burns or bet Sung Jay outright, and then start your lineups in the 9K range and see what happens from there. I don't, I don't mind that at all. Biggie Balls says, Dearest Rick, my love for you is infinite as you help my bankroll grow. Thanks for what you do. No, thank you, Biggie Balls, for your support. Great content as always. Thanks. I'm a little puzzled by the 8K range. I'm looking at Lowry and Tringale because... Of a harder, low scoring event thoughts, okay, they're both fine. You know, Tringali almost stole this away from um from Hideki at the Zozo, but Lowry, to me is is generally always underappreciated, and it's because we don't we didn't see his you know, he played okay uh, at the Ryder Cup. He played okay in a couple of European tour geez, d p world Tour events um uh, after that. And look at this approach play. Look at how good he has gotten on approach this year. That's like 12 consecutive events. He gained strokes on on approach before he, he lost a stroke and a half at summit club. Um, he is okay on Bermuda. He's about a zero putter on Bermuda. I I think he's the guy and it, it definitely has to do with the fact that he's not, I'm sorry. I should have been sharing my screen here. Um, it definitely due to the fact that he is not, uh, American that he does not get generally the love. And when things get more difficult, yeah, I'm I'm cool with with Lowry grinding for me. Which major is the best fit for Burns? Probably, okay, I'm very bullish on Burns. Um, I could see him turning into a like a US open killer because he's gonna hit it far enough. And if he pounds fairways, it's over. But the real answer is probably some type of PGA championship. Jay says, uh, Rick, you're the man. No, Jay, you are the man. Are you leaning more balanced or stars and scrubs? Also, I know I asked last week, but when do you typically put out the IG post? So that's, uh, so <laughs> Jay, what you asked last week, you invented, um, I believe, I believe you're referring to, uh, putting out an, a, an on Instagram, like sleepers or something like that. That is not something I've done regularly. Uh, something I should do. So what, what you described last week, uh, you invented. So congratulations on that. I will try to make your dreams come true. Um, I think, I think I would prefer to be a little bit more balanced this week. If I can avoid the seven K range, I don't even care if it's balanced. If I can avoid like the seven K range highest projected ownership. Wow. It took us this long to get to a projected ownership question in each range. So Ryan, here is the projected ownership, um, Burns and Scheffler at the top. Wolf at the, mid of the middle of the, the 10K range, they're all 21% or more. Then you get down to the 9K range, which when Carlos Ortiz withdrew from this event, um, it just moved all the ownership to Gooch and Wise. So they're like 26 and 23%. Then you scroll down a little bit further, not a whole lot of concentration in any one spot. Um, Straka, 7% in the 6K range, that's probably the most... Molinax, for whatever reason, 4.5% down at the bottom, Mitchell at 10% in the 7K, not a whole lot. I think it feels like those balance builds are going to be fairly popular this week. Okay, it's time. So uh, I've been teasing this little announcement, and I hope uh, some of you care and some of you just might not. So here's the thing. As you guys know, I don't do the promo code game, right? I'll get an email or a DM like, Rick, is there a promo code for your website? No. No. Because it's a silly game to play. I think everything is very, very fairly priced um, and just buy it. Then I don't have to worry about promo codes or anything, right? Except once a year. Once a year, I let you get a discounted membership to rickrungood.com. But the caveat is that you have to bet me for it. Yeah, that's 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 how this works. So I've done this the last two years and this is live right now. So here you go. Here's the RSM promotion. Um, so for this week's RSM classic, you, if you sign up for a six month or a yearly membership to rickrungood.com via this package, via this URL, rickrungood.com slash RSM promo. Um, I will refund a percentage that is equal to whatever the winning score is at the RSM classic. So for example, if the winning score is 18 under, I will refund you 18%. Last year it was 20 victor victor won at mayakoba that was the event we did this at last year victor won at mayakoba 20 under i refunded 20 percent. that's how you get this discount but here's the deal if the winning score is 12 under it's only 12 percent. you're still gonna get something back if the winning score is over par i'll invoice you and you have to send me more no i'm just kidding um that's not true but uh, the the other part about the uh the refunds is true so Here's what you gotta do. You gotta purchase a six month or a yearly. This is good for both new and existing members. So if you're an existing member, no problem. I don't discriminate. I hate that, right? You go into your, you go into like uh, AT and T, and they've got all these great offers for like new customers, but not existing customers. That's silly. So same thing. If you're an existing member, I will just extend your membership for whatever you purchase, six months or yearly. Um, and you have to be in by that first tee shot at the RSM Classic. If you are not in at that first tee shot, 7 a.m. Eastern time on November 18th, you are not included in this. So you have like a week to get this done. And this is it. This is it. You you only get one crack at this. This is the only promotion I run all year. I don't do discounts. I don't do sales. And it's gotta be one of these packages. So make sure you use, we'll link it in the description, rickrungoodcom slash RSM promo. One crack at it. That's it. One crack. I don't do sales. I don't do it. I hate it. Makes everything look silly. All right, let's jump back in. There was a question about Mackenzie Hughes. Oh, I put Hughes in all my lineups. Good or bad move? Oh man, he just does it a different way, right? So short game, and I believe that around the green, around the green is going to be important this week. There's going to be a lot of guys missing greens. Mackenzie Hughes has fared better on more difficult golf courses, so I don't mind. I, I mean, like I. Maybe you wouldn't put Hughes in every single lineup, but I don't mind that one single bit. Oh boy. What type of golfer suits Memorial Park? Long, accurate, decent putters. That's where I would go. With defending champion Ortiz and Grillo out, how do you feel that changes any of your choices on your best bets? And if there is still value there. Choices on my best bets. Are you referring to something I actually did or... I'm not sure. I mean, I liked, I certainly liked Ortiz uh, quite a bit, but happy to see him maybe taking some time off and getting healthy. I'm not sure what that question is. Sorry, Bill. Hey, Rick. Why does it seem like all of these fall swing events stress driving accuracy and putting? Lack of strokes gain data? Thanks. Uh, No, this is just that. that, That's what happens this time of year. So the way that I'm assuming you're talking about the course key stats, um, which looks like this, uh, the way that I do this, it doesn't matter if there are strokes gain data or not. This is, this is, that's why I do it this way, but no, this is just a time of year where, um, playing out of the fairway is important or they're shorter court. Like there's, there's a lot of kind of unique courses, uh, on, on, on the schedule this time of year and unique on the PGA tour. There's only a couple ways to be unique. One is to kind of be like short and tight, which driving accuracy becomes more important. And also a, a lot of the swing events are, um, really low scoring and low scoring is turns into a putting contest, which is why I think you see some good putters. So no, it's just a, like a five week stretch of this. You're going to see, you're going to see a lot next season that are like distance, distance, approach, approach, approach. It's, it's just, it's just a weird stretch of golf that we're Please tell me we get shot link data this week. F- flying blind on Jock Market without it. Yes. There is, uh, well, there has historically been. I'm not going to speak for the BGA tour on a weekly basis, but yes, there has historically been uh shot tracker. Hey, Rick, is there a report in the optimizer that tells you how many times each player is paired with another within a lineup, or do we just rely on max shared and percentage exposure? So there's a report that tells you how many lineups. Each golfer is in, uh, but it does not break it down for how many lineups they're in with each player. Although it might be a good idea. Maybe I can add that. Thank you. I wish there were more tougher events on the schedule. I just want a few where the winner is worse than 10 under. Do you agree or am I alone? Um, yeah, listen, I don't care. Somebody's going to win the golf tournament one way or another. I don't really care if it's 30 under, I guess maybe I do with the RSM classic. Cause if it's 30 under um, I'm refunding uh, quite a bit, but for the, so for the promo, I agree significantly where I, I hope I only refund you guys 3% or something like that. But no, um, listen, somebody's going to win. It doesn't really matter. The, the, the PGA tour I believe is, is more incentivized for high scoring. It's better for, I, I think they think it's better for television and in person and it, and it means more guys can win. And I, I just think that's what you're going to see. Do you drink coffee, Rick? If so, how do you take it? Uh, cream and sugar. Yes, every morning. Generally out of a uh, tumbler like my already already peeling. I wasn't supposed to put this in the dishwasher. I found out after I put it in the dishwasher five times. Uh, my CJ cup at Summit Club tumbler. I'm a big tumbler guy. If anybody's got a cool tumbler and they want to send it to me, I'll like uh, pay for shipping. As long as it's not used, that would be weird. But you get my point. Oh, finally, is Barjan worth playing this week? Joe really knows how to get me on top of my soapbox here. So Paul Barjan, if you guys have been following along, uh, critically, critically underpriced for the past couple of weeks. Now, the problem is he's only mispriced by like a little bit, right? He's 500 to one at Caesars. He should be like 150 to one. But there is no way. Well, let me clear my other filters here. There is no way that Paul Barjan should be the same DraftKings price, six thousand dollars, as Martin Trainer, right? He's made both cuts this year. He's made. Uh, he he won on the Corn Ferry last year, a couple months ago. Like Paul Barjan is my absolute soapbox issue right now. What's your favorite movie? Ooh, anything you were in, David. The username says David Hasselhoff. Um, so like, oh boy, I definitely cannot name a movie. David Hasselhoff has been in, uh, I don't watch a lot of movies, but geez, what's my favorite movie? God. Um, this is embarrassing. Let me think about this. Jeez. I don't know. I'll think about, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, any KFT guys who have surprised you good or bad so far, their expectations. So, uh, Ramey, I mentioned very, very quickly. I think Ramey is, uh, we're learning so much about these guys every single week. And what we're learning about Ramey with a couple of cuts is, um, he can contend, he can finish inside the top 20. He can ball strike a little bit. I think I'm, I think I'm getting excited about Ramey. We're going to see TJ says, Hey, Rick. Hope the week is going well. You as well. Favorite way to start a higher end single entry burns or start with three nine Ks. Uh, I believe it is three nine Ks and just bet burns is probably the route there. Victor Hoblin wins a tournament. You're dressed like an Oklahoma state coffer. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Spencer says, feels like you're a fan of Henley this week. That's right. But the $8,900 price tag for someone who always seems to fade over the weekend seems steep. Any thoughts on golfers overcoming their weekend troubles? (sighs) I'm sure I've got a lot of thoughts. I'm sure they've got a lot of thoughts on it. Here's the, here's the true story. Uh, look at all these guys. Look at all these guys. Uh, a lot of them have trouble closing because winning is very, very hard. Scotty Scheffler hasn't won. Uh, Tony Finau historically can't close. Uh, I mean, Neiman's got one win wise has what one win, I think Ortiz he's gone, but one win do a lot of these guys can't close. So I'm not too worried about it. He'll he'll keep putting it together. He'll keep ball striking it. He'll keep playing well. He'll figure it out. This is a good question. So it's about Adam Scott. Um, I originally, when the week started, I was like, there's no, like, I'm not interested in Adam Scott at all. And then as the week kind of has gone on, I think I'm, I think I'm getting a lot warmer. The putting's real, right? So since farmers, he's lost strokes putting three times. He's putting really well. The approach play over his last five or six has been excellent. Um, His, his short is around the green plays. Not, not horrible. I do worry about, you know, he's not a good putter on Bermuda, um, which is a little bit scary, but I, I think I'm definitely warming on him. He's a lot longer than I think people realize, uh, but he's not very accurate. See, I keep going back and forth on this, but I am definitely, I'm definitely warming, warming my friend. Hey Rick. Uh, I've yet to get on the wise train since he has been rolling out top 15 finishers. Should I start him in my lineup in DFS or pivot to Neiman? Well, uh, I don't think it's going to be much of a pivot because they're, they're both going to be. So here I have these, so these three Neiman, Gooch, and wise, the nine K range. I have them all. So Neiman at 17% Gooch at 26. Wise at 23? If that's just a little bit off, like I would not be surprised to see Neiman be 23 and, and wise be 17. So I, I would not look at it as a, as a pivot here uh, to any one of these guys from any one of these guys, because I think they're all going to be fairly popular around that 20%. Um, but you're not going to get an argument from me about playing. No, you probably will. You should I, like, I would play Aaron wise here. Like Aaron wise is going to win, right? I'm on, I'm on the record for Aaron wise. Like this new, as long as he continues to put like this, Um, Aaron wise is going to continue to content. It is a math problem and it is, it is a math problem that is heavily in favor of Aaron wise. Now, if he stops putting, well, we can forget about the wise train. We can pull it into the station. We can worry about it later. It's just like, this is the math problem. Seb max is looking for a deep dive on. Terrell Hatton, who generally plays better on tough golf courses, which is, uh, which is correct. The thing about Hatton, which is good or bad, it just depends on what you want is that he is volatile. He's a T2 missed cut T8 missed cut T17 missed cut kind of guy. That's what he is. If you want that great, he's great for you. The other good news, great approach player always has been right. Great. Second shot player that that travels to every course all over the planet. His putter, that's kind of a a concern uh all over the place doesn't seem to foreshadow uh good putting weeks or bad putting weeks so he is just uh, generally a big question mark um but he is a question mark with upside which is kind of exciting i have his ownership at probably pretty low yeah 13 percent him and cam smith would be like your 10k pivots best value this week, I would argue. So, um, so when I do the golf digest article, it's just very simple, like who's going to win. And I, I tried to take into account the odds, obviously. Um, and I went with Russell Henley, which is probably the longest I've gone in that column in a long time, but, but Henley at 45 to one is it's too long. He should have been in the thirties with these other guys. Um, in a vacuum, Sam Burns just probably wins this thing. You guys know how high I've been on Sam Burns for six months, and I'm just going to continue to ride this Sam Burns train for as long as possible. But I think probably the best value of a guy who actually has a chance to win is Russell Heming. Um, James, I know you're in here a lot, so I'm just going to uh, friendly pick on you here as an example of what not to do. Uh, it just says Matthew Wolf question mark. That's an impossible question for me to answer, my friend. And I know you're here a lot and I appreciate your support, but I don't know what this means. I don't know if it's to bet on in a fantasy lineup. I don't know your risk tolerance. I don't know anything. Um, so I'm just gonna use this as a, an example of a bad question, but I uh I appreciate you and I'll see you soon. Yes, I talked about Paul Barjan. Do not make me do the uh do not make me do the soapbox thing again. I've answered a lot of these. Hi, Rick. The models I seem to be running spitting way too much EVR for comfort. So uh, mine as well, Maxime. Now I believe the issue—it's—it's it's a very clear delineation here. Um, let me find—let me find EVR here uh, because. If you go like 24 rounds or 16 rounds, EVR pops up in every single model. If you go more recent, 12-ish, 14, maybe eight, I don't know, its he he drops significantly. So there's a very clear delineation of these four events, Barracuda to BMW Championship, even to Tour Championship. When he started his new season, it hasn't been nearly as good. Started with a miscut twenty fifth and forty eighth in the no cut events, the metrics in the ones that we have haven't been all that great. so I would exercise um I would exercise caution here uh, just because there is there can be a bit of a fool with the model, which speaking of which, I promised I'd run another model. so let me do that real quick um, and because of because of the new season thing, so there's a couple ways we could do this. I could do recent rounds or I could do just since the start of the new season. Ooh, interesting. Uh I'll do 12 rounds. I'll do 12 rounds. Most guys have played like at least once. Okay, here's what I would do today on Wednesday afternoon. I would do Did I do a blended strokes gained off the tee on Monday? I'll do I'll just do 25 off the tee. 20 on approach. I'll hedge it a little bit with 15 with the putter. I don't want to, I don't want to just do straight ball striking. I get the same exact guys every single time. Um, and then I will do my final 40, 20 on par four scoring and 20 on birdie or better. Let's see what this looks like. <laughs> yeah. Shock of the century. Sam Burns, number one, Sung Jam number two, Cam Smith three. Varner is four. So he's like a significant drop off, right? The other guys are 10 K guys. Why is this five? No surprise. Finau, Sheamus, Russell, Henley, Matthew Wolf, Joel Damon, Joel Damon has been pretty darn good. Hasn't he? So like th- this is the situation where EVR doesn't pop up until 28, but I bet you if i run the same model and I run it, um, like 24 rounds, I bet you EVR is a lot higher. Yeah, he's eighth. So that's what I was kind of referencing there. Um, very clear, very clear delineation. I'm in a fall only one and done. Currently in eighth place with RSM and hero left. I've already used burns on win. Nice. Thinking about Sung but tempted with wise, Brooks, Scotty, Cam Smith. So if you have the hero left, um, so who's playing the hero? Brooks is probably in it, right? And Scotty might. Be what's well, his world rank at the moment? Because it's like all top twenty guys. So remove one of those guys and save them for the hero. Although I guess no, because I guess when you get to the hero, you're gonna get like Rom and Vic and a bunch of other guys. So maybe not. So I would use. Whew, man, this is tough. I probably use uh Sung Jai or Wise. I think is I think is fair. Is Jason Day ever going to win again? I think unlikely. Uh, I mean, listen, he's going to, he's, he has told us he's not, he's not playing a lot of events, which is like the number one way to really lessen your chances of ever winning again, right? Is to not play. Um, And he's told us that he's, that he's not going to play all that much or or seemingly. So um, I hope so. Really great guy. Love it. Really great guy. But um, if he's going to limit his schedule to just a handful of starts a year, it's going to be difficult for him to do that. Love this promo as always. Thanks, Bud. Oh, Kokrak. Finally a question about Kokrak. On paper, Jason Kokrak should be like a great fit for, for Memorial Park. Um, if he is vintage Kokrak, which is pretty good on Bermuda but great putter in general since like the start of last year and if you can tap into that distance and gain those three, four, five, six strokes off the tee, this is a perfect spot for Kochak. He's been terrible. he will tell you that he's been terrible, but this is a really good spot for him. I'm only picking names that are also words: wise, power, long, burns, etc. Honestly, probably as good of a strategy as most. Reed would fit, right? What about um, Day? That would work. Pan, that would work. I'm good at this. What about um, list? Rye, spelled differently, but that would also work. Um, okay, now I'm looking at the list. Oh, uh, That might be it. Landry, close to Laundry. Duncan, does that count? Ryder, wow. There's a lot. You have a lot of options there. Can you show the breakout candidates, graph? Denver Timmy doesn't want to pay for the tools and he wants to get the smart question here, Denver. Smart question. Here's the breakout candidates tool. Uh, so, this is a tool where you can see which golfers are, wind is crazy here, uh, which golfers are poised for a breakout. Here it is. Sorry, I forgot to show my screen. Uh, it looks like of guys that you'd reasonably play, Damon Henley, Power Burns, Mito. I mean, Jimmy Walker's here. I don't know if you want to play him. Varner, Varner keeps popping up. Finau, Swafford. Those are your guys that uh, if they get back to their putting baseline, they are going to rock and roll. Which golfer? Oh, I used to have this. Do I have this now? Which golfer? Hold on, one second. Um. I used to have this. Did I not build this in? Hold on a second. So the question is, which golfer has the biggest discrepancy between playing AM wave and PM wave? Is that possible to track? Uh, the answer is yes. I have this in the database. I used to have this as part of the Holy grail. I must not have added it back in. I can add that back in when I redesign this. So yeah. So yes, it's very easy to track. There's problems with it, but it's very easy to track. Um, I will add this back into the Holy grail where there will be a button that says either AM or PM, and then you can kind of see different golfers. So no problem. there. I've answered a lot of these I'm way behind. So I've answered a lot of these, which is probably good. Vegas or HV three shockingly HV three has, has just been popping up constantly. Right, like like everything we've been running breakout t- breakout candidates, the new the new model I just ran, HV3 shows up. What's bigger, your love for Hovland, KP's for Speed <laughs> or Greg's for Hadwin, definitely Greg's for Hadwin, because Greg, that was like so unlike. Like I feel like part of KPs is that it's like a good bit, and like we talk about Jordan Speed all the time. Greg just forces Hadwin into everything, so I don't know. I think it's actually Greg. Uh, looking forward to the happy hour tonight. Thank you. Sorry, power hour. We used to call it the happy hour, power hour. Do you feel? How do you feel about stream Streelman this week on jock market? Ooh, Streelman. Let's look. Let's see what he's been up to in the jock market. So, it's the only market in the world. Where uh guys can make you a lot of money by finishing like twenty seconds, here we go, so streelman 50, half of his cash markets have been profitable, half have not recently it's been much worse um he's going for approximately he's kind of living in that three four five dollar a share i p o range hasn't played all that well, man, this is kind of tough to to stomach a little bit here. Let's see what he's actually done um like real golf wise, but let's see if there's anything we can own from this. I don't like the off the tee numbers because he's lost one, two, three, four, five, six, like six of eight. And that's generally something like you can see, here's the stretch before where he gained every single event off the tee. Generally pretty good off the tee. He's not, he's not Rory McIlroy, obviously, but he's a, he's a gainer one to two strokes, uh, a, a an event. And we are not seeing that right now. That is concerning for me. Best 6K flyer, Denny McCarthy. Any love for Leishman? Not really. So he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna kill me for this. But Leishman um, Leishman is not accurate with the driver. And if you're playing out of the rough constantly in Memorial Park, you're gonna be in trouble. I understand he won Tory Pines in the same way. And I'm I will go to my grave convinced that he like broke broke the system. You're not supposed to win like that. He just rolled every putt in for he just hit it in the rough, missed the green, chipped it to twenty feet and rolled every twenty footer in for par. I'm I'm not convinced that was the path to victory. Uh so when we get on places like this, um I think you gotta play out of the fairway. Any advice on finding value in round two or three matchups? Yes. Go to uh, youtube.com slash rickrungood. Type in something that's called like the most profitable way to bet golf. It's in one of the um, playlists. And it will walk you through using the live leaderboard on rickrungood.com to see discrepancies uh, between round by round. So essentially, guys that putt out of their mind... Uh, that are normally bad putters, or guys that putt really well, um, or guys that putt really poorly. That are normally good putters, or guys just getting back to their baseline, or like there's there's different things that you can look for, and it is easily the way that bookmakers uh, have not figured out how to how to price it yet. So that is a a video you can go check out. There was I feel like there was a question that I wanted to look at. Um. Hmm. It was a deep dive on somebody, and I cannot remember who it was now. I don't know. Still all in on Russell Henley? Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, okay, I'll I'll give this like two more minutes. Get like your final questions in right now. Before I get out of here, uh, here's what the page looks like. So if you want to take advantage of this promo, this RSM classic promo where you bet me for um a a discount on rickrungood.com and you have like 7 days to get in um or maybe 8 days to get in and that's it you're once a year promo this is what the page looks like so it's got the fine print you can sign up here you've got to go through i've got some tutorials if you haven't seen them some short tutorials if you haven't seen the tools before but this is what it looks like long story short you bet me uh if it is a 18 under par you get 18% back 20 under 20% back 40 under 40% back. I really hope it's not 40 under. I really hope not. <laughs> that would not be good. That would not be good for me. <clears throat> is there a way to quantify importance of course history for each tournament? Yes, the answer is yes. Maybe rank courses that are typically dominated by players who perform there. Yeah, so um, you're going to see this on the course key stats tool soon. Um, because yes, this, there, there is a way and I have the data. I just have to figure out a good way to show it, but there are, uh, some courses that year over year are very, very, very consistent in course history. Um, Augusta national is generally the gold standard because you have a lot of the same players. The course has taken on very little changes relatively speaking over the course of the last 50 years. Uh, so it's, it's, it's really solid data. Um, and, and, and you get similar results every single year. Uh, Torrey Pines is actually very volatile because, uh, you'll see guys that will go like win miscut, miscut, miscut second miscut. There's just, there's a lot of big numbers lurking at Tory Pines. And because it's harder, you make one double, you make one triple, uh, that could be it for your week. And now you've missed the cut. So it is generally a bloodbath at Tory. So yes, I will. Um, I will definitely add that to the um, course key stats page. Do you have a stat for how good Barjan is in the wind on Fridays when put, uh, uh, when putting on Fridays? Maybe you meant on Bermuda. Yes, I have that, but I won't share it with you because wind data is dumb. Appreciate you, Rick. Hit those buttons and leave some reviews on iTunes. That is a very good point, Dick Chuck. Thanks for, thanks for stopping in and uh, showing your support. Thank you very much. All right, guys, uh, that's it. Don't forget, you can sign up for the RSM promo. It is the only chance to get uh, a discounted membership to rickrungood.com all year because I think it is very fairly priced and you have to bet me for it. Otherwise, uh, there is a power hour tonight, 8, 15 p.m. Eastern time. Rick Rungood YouTube channel, that's for Jock Market where a lot of money is being made quite uh, certainly. Otherwise, I hope to see you guys soon. Later.